Hello and welcome to Endurance Minded. It's the podcast that aims to redefine what it means to reach our full potential by exploring how movement and mindset impacts our lives and how we can all work to show up as the best versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Taylor Thomas, founder and coach at TEC. And on this episode, I welcome back Christine Hernandez. Uh, Christine, among other things, um, is a friend of mine. Uh, She is a co-founder with me um, in a joint venture called Impact Initiative, where we focus on um, giving leadership skills uh, to teams and entrepreneurs, uh, business owners and leaders around the world. Um, She is a mental performance coach at TEC. She is a business owner herself. The list goes on and on. And we wanted to connect in this episode to have an honest, vulnerable, genuine conversation about goal setting um, and how scary that can be, what it means to set goals from our perspective, the inherent risk associated with setting goals. And we wanted to do this because I think it's so easy or it's so commonplace that those out in the world, including myself, talking about goal setting, talking about pursuing our full potential, talking about pushing the boundaries, talking about showing up for ourselves and reaching our full potential, whatever that language language is, so often those talking heads don't acknowledge how hard it is to set goals, to show up for those goals, to continue to push ourselves. And so often all that we hear is the success. All that we hear is how the person on the other side of the screen or the podcast or the documentary or the magazine or whatever, how that person accomplished their goals, how nothing got in their way, how nothing could stop them, how they were so clear and focused um, and and wouldn't let anything disrupt their their forward movement. And that's not telling the full story. The fact of the matter is, is that in route to reaching our goals, we are going to be challenged. We are going to have to face failure. We're going to have to face self-doubt. We're going to have to understand why that goal matters to us in the first place. And so this is Christine and I's honest, real-time reflection on what that's looked and sounded like for us. We purposefully didn't prepare for this podcast so that it could be authentic, so that we could give ourselves the space and time to process in real time, um, so that those of you listening can get, hopefully, just a genuine, honest reflection of what it looks like to be at this time of the year and reflect and to acknowledge that that there are lots of highs and lows, that there is lots of failure, that things are hard, that it's not as straightforward as we had hoped or imagined it would be. But with all of that, it's still a massive opportunity. We're still excited about the year ahead. We're still clear and focused and connected to who we are and what we want to do and the impact that we want to make on the world and those around us. And so we we do this so that, or we did this so that you can see how important reflection is, how important that pattern interrupt is, how valuable it is to look back and give yourself the opportunity for honest feedback and reflection and to use language that supports that honesty. When did I fail? What did that look like? How did that make me feel? What did I mean? What did I make that failure mean about me? And then on the other side, when did I see success? What led to that success? How did that make me feel? What did I do with that success when I reached it? How did I define success in the first place? So there's so much opportunity here with reflection. And so we just want this to be Again, a conversation that sheds some light on two people that are trying to do their best in the world and create an impact um, and that the path 
to doing that for any of us who step outside of our comfort zone and want to push for things that are bigger or greater than ourselves is really, really uncomfortable and it's really, really hard and it is fraught with all kinds of of good days and bad days. And so this hopefully is an opportunity, is a is a is in some small way your pattern interrupt. It's a chance to check in with yourself. It's a chance to carve out some time and listen to two people explore what this last year has looked like for them um, and how we can hopefully help you gain some clarity into the year ahead, get excited about your goals. Um, to that end, um, I want to mention one last time that we are hosting a workshop for Impact Initiative tomorrow. So if you find yourself struggling with this type of reflection, if you're not sure where to focus your energy, if you're not sure what questions to ask, how to define success and failure, then I wanna invite you to this workshop. It's tomorrow, um, it's virtual, it's gonna be at 9 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, and you can find the link to that uh, in our show notes. It's called the No BS Look Back. And the reason that we call it that is because we want to give you some real tactical um, experience, some tactical guidance to reflect and actually move forward in a positive way, right? So this is not some overly grandiose, you know, uh, latent with leadership jargon uh, goal setting exercise. This is a tactical place for you to focus your attention, to get support from other um, leaders, business owners, people that um, that aren't career focused, but just want to focus their attention on the year ahead. So um, this is your chance if you feel like you need a dedicated space to reflect and understand what the last year means for uh, how you move into this year. I want to invite you to our workshop tomorrow. Again, that's 9 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Um, it's going to be hosted virtually. It's an hour and a half, and you're going to leave with some very real resources. You're going to leave with one-year goals. You're going to leave with a very clear understanding of what the last year meant for you and how that can inform your year ahead so you can have a year that you're actually excited about. You can set goals that you're excited to sink your teeth into. So again, tomorrow, uh, the 17th at 9 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, um, you can find the link to sign up in the show notes. Um, if you need support or guidance in this space in any way, I really, really encourage you to show up. This has been a massively impactful workshop. We've done it for the past couple of years now, and it has always yielded really great benefits for the participants. So I hope to see some of our listeners there. Um, it would mean a lot to me if I can support any of you guys in, uh, in this way to help you get excited about the year and actually feel like you're setting goals that are in alignment with who you are, what you want, how you want to build relationships, how you want to show up in the world and for yourself. So um, I hope to see you tomorrow, 9 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, link in the show notes. And without further ado, I hope you enjoy my conversation with Christine Hernandez. All right, Christine, back on Endurance Minded. Uh, and we're going to talk about we're going to talk about goals and what we are not going to do is talk about goals like so many people talk about goals, which is um, through the lens of or with a tone of seemingly never had struggled, having struggled with accomplishing them. Right. So a lot of times in leadership space, in the athletic space, um, really runs the gamut. Like it's, it's all over. We hear all these talking heads and these people that are like, set your goals and, and just get clear and accomplish. And, and you know, and it, they, they don't admit that there's been a lot of times, weeks, months, years where they failed. And so we're going to talk about uh, all of the times, or at least going to kick things off with, just an honest, um, an honest conversation, an honest uh, admitting that um, it's not always super straightforward, and there is an inherent 
recognition of failure when we talk about goal setting. And maybe even if we set the appropriate goals, the failure failure has to be a part of that. Um, and I think that's one of the things that I that I really am most interested in kind of changing the narrative around goal setting is that if if we are setting goals that push us or if we are interested in in continued growth, if we're interested in continuing to push ourselves in whatever capacity, in whatever space in our life that is, I think that there really has to be Failure has to be a part of that equation. <clears throat> otherwise, otherwise, it's too easy, right? It's almost like otherwise we would have done it already. Because if you don't fail, you're playing safe. Like the only way success comes is on the other side of failure. And so there, I think, is a real need to change the narrative around failure and how it plays into our goals and that if it doesn't happen, we should probably be concerned. Now, what we do with that failure and how we respond to it and what what we make it mean about us is a, is a different conversation. Um, but yeah, what's that? What's that look like for you? What's I don't know. Let's dive in. I could go on and on about all my thoughts and feelings and hypotheses about. <laughs> failure and goal setting. <laughs> what we really want to do is talk around the conversation and not really talk about what it's looked like, right? Uh, because that's the uncomfortable piece of this conversation. So um, as you were talking, I was thinking about my relationship with goal setting and failure. And I'm like, oh, I think my relationship has looked like this. Like this is the visual that comes to my mind. Um, I'm going to use a U UFC uh, visual because I love UFC fighting. Taylor knows that it's like my guilty pleasure and many people judge me for it, but I don't care. I I'm going to state it. I love it. I love to watch someone get punched in the face. I'm just going to say it because that's actually what <laughs> happens when we set goals and we fail. So failure and goal setting looks like this. Um, I'm like, I'm going to do this fight. And I'm like, I'm going to do it. Actually, I did this like when I joined TDC. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to do a triathlon because it's like the thing that everybody does here. And then like I signed up and I didn't actually do my research and I like never made it to the race. So I just like all set a goal and I'm like, I'm going to do this thing. And then I'm like, just kidding. I don't even make my ass into the ring. Like I don't even make it to freaking fight day. I'm just like, nah, I'm good. So I just like avoid it. I'm like, let's go. And then I buy the things. I set it all up and then I'm like, nah, just next. And no one ever hears about it. Like if you don't ask me what I'm like, never happened. Wasn't going to do it. Didn't make it to the ring. Then the other extreme, it's like two extremes. I have a pendulum here. The other extreme is that I literally make it to the fight and I am like pinned straight up failure. And I am like so freaking stubborn that I will like let someone break my arm before I tap out. Like we watched a fight. My, my husband and I watched a fight a couple weeks ago. Homeboy was like, we're like, just freaking call it, bro. Tap out. Your ankle is going to break. And I feel like the people around me are like screaming at me. Sometimes they're like, give it up. Like just tap the fuck out. Stop. You're going to break something. And then it breaks and you're like, damn it. Like I should have tapped out way sooner. I should have been in like in connection with my body, in connection with what mattered to me. So I feel like for me, it's like two extremes. I'm like the thing that I probably should do. I like sometimes don't even make it to the ring. And the thing that I should tap out on, I'm like, just like, just, I'm not, I'm not going to give it up because I'm just that stubborn. So I feel like for me, there's been this like weird pendulum and it's like, it's actually very seldom that like very few and far between that I like find the zone and actually nail, nail it. And like, I'm like, I won the fight. That was amazing. I didn't end up breaking a leg or limb or whatever. And I actually made it to the race or I made it to the fight, right? Like I feel like so many times goals can look so linear and yet they're not like if you look over the course of our life, it's like, wah, wah, like it's all over the place, right? There's never this like clean straight line that we're like, I planned the thing. I decided 
I won it. I won the fight. Like it just doesn't happen like that. And I think that when we're the talking head, that's actually how we sound. I've had so many clients tell me that they're like, how do you do so much? I'm like fucking chaos. Like how do I do so much? It's like a juggling freaking match all the time. Like what is even happening in my life? And they're like, it looks so easy and seamless. I'm like, you're clearly not in my shoes because it is all things crazy up in here. Taylor's stayed with me. So he knows like it's just chaos. And I don't think anyone's nobody avoids the chaos when we're planning goals and we're experiencing failure, but it's actually staying connected, right? Like on both sides of that story or that visual, there's disconnection, disconnection from the goals and disconnection from the process. Therefore we get hurt. And then we just don't try again. And I think that's the hardest part is it's like, we make it mean something about us. And then we just don't try again. It's like, I can't do it or I'm going to take it too far. So there's all these beliefs in between that I think the next time I step out and go, man, am I going to get back in the ring? I'm like, "Mm, I don't really know. I can't do it. If I like gave up and then on the other side, I'm like, I can't, I'll literally break a limb or almost kill myself. Literally. I have those stories. And you're like, that sucks because then we just don't get in the ring again. And then we play it safe and stay comfortable. And this is something I've been thinking about so much. And I I was like, oh, man, we should do like a program about comfort because comfort, everyone's like, sugar is the greatest addiction in America. And I'm like, BS, I call bullshit. Comfort is the greatest addiction in America. We are fucking comfortable and addicted to the need for comfort. And that's why we love sugar is because it like makes us comfortable. It like gets our endorphins going for nothing. But I think that's like the biggest thing that stops us is comfort from reaching our goals or comfort actually can create the need to not stop, right? Like pushing it too far. Cause really why I push it too far is comfort because I don't want to fail. So I'm like, I'm just going to keep going until I don't fail. And in return, I fail, but I'm trying to avoid failure because I I want to stay comfortable. I don't want anyone to know I'm a failure. So I'm just going to like, let someone break my leg and call it good. Right. So it still goes back to comfort. Don't you think? Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. You know, and I, I think, yeah, I mean, comfort, you know, we are, I think that maybe isn't even an, even inherently why people struggle with with goal setting is because even you know naturally we are drawn to comfort right path of least resistance i mean that you know our brains seek that our bodies seek that and so we have to purposefully put ourselves in places of discomfort to to grow and there is no better um example of that than than fitness right? If you want to get more fit, you got to get uncomfortable, right? You got to run harder. You got to cycle faster. You got to lift more weight. You got to, right? It is, there's literally no way to build fitness and stay comfortable, right? Even walking, right? Something low, it doesn't have to be linked to intensity. You have to walk further than you did before. You have to, you know, you have to stay on your feet for longer, whatever. So, I think, I think that's a, maybe even a, yeah, that's a great place to start is like when we are thinking about being growth minded, um, reaching new places or accomplishing new things at the onset of that, you have to make peace with discomfort. You have to go into it. And and I think that's where a lot of people get, get derailed, right? As they, they, it's a really sexy goal, right? Like to your point, not to pick on you, but like sign up for a triathlon. That's a really sexy thing to do. Well, then you got to fucking train for it. And that's, that sucks, right? That's hard. You got to, it's cold. It's dark. It's, you got to start way before you think, you know, it's not, it's not six weeks out. It's, you know, it's six months out, you know, and you got to build it. There's all kinds of barriers and discomfort. Um, and so with goal setting, that that initial like step of doing signing up for the for the big you know to the Brene Brown big hairy audacious goal like that actually is exciting that's a sexy thing and it's it's you know people are like oh it's scary like yeah but it's scary and 
in like a, in a sexy way, right? It's scary in that like you can go tell your friends that you signed up for this thing and you can get that external validation. You can get that, you know, that, that outward facing input that feels good. Then you got to go back home and you got to do the work to get there. And that's the, that's the uncomfortable piece. And so, yeah, like the discomfort is actually not in setting the goal. It's in what happens right after that. And I think there is, and and then, and then I I think to piggyback on that, like what you said, where you stick with it too long, then our ego gets pulled into it. And then we, we don't, because we haven't made peace with the inherent need for failure, we, we, we stick with it for way too long, right? We know it doesn't work. We know that it's hurting us. We know that we don't give a shit about it anymore and we continue to do it. And that also is why I think people hate goal setting exercises is because they reflect on it and they've been pushing with their nose to the grindstone towards goals that are just wrecking them, right? They're not excited about them. They're not, um, but they don't want to quit because it's a goal, right? They don't want to fail. They don't want to, whatever that looks like, whether you just say, Hey, this is not the direction I'm going anymore, or you actually fail in some way. You've taken it to the extent to which you can take that thing and it doesn't work or you weren't able to accomplish it. Um, and I think that's, you know, people get a bad taste in their mouth because that's so often the experience you stick with it because of, um, what failure, what we think failure means about us. Um, and what we, what we imagine that's going to mean about, you know, what people say about us. Or like you said, you know, you're like, I don't want people to know that I failed. I don't want people to know, right? Like that's, that's, that's human nature, right? We want to be, we want to, you know, as much as people are like, I don't give a shit what people think about me. Um, you do, you give a shit what some people think about you, right? Some, somebody's opinion matters to you. Um, and, and that's okay. So yeah, I think it's like, there's an ego piece. I definitely think the comfort, um, the comfort piece is, is a big part of that. Um, we're seeing more and more literature on that, right? There's the book, the comfort crisis, which talks a lot about that. It's a great read. Um, so, so to that end, then like, let's imagine a scenario where, where somebody's like, okay, I got it. I'm, I can be uncomfortable. That's fine. And then I can also remove my ego from these goals and that's fine. Um, like then what, right? We, we set goals. What, how has that played out for you? And maybe give me like, what's a, what's a version of success and a version of failure Mm. in, in your experiences? Yeah, that's a good question. I, it's funny because like, I used to say that like success was staying in the game. Like actually over the last year, I think I've, (laughs) I think I've said that like 1 million times. And then I ended this year and I was like, success was not staying in the game. Failure was staying in the game. Like, even saying it, I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the ego piece. Like, that's what we were talking about. Right. You stick with it and I've done the same thing, but yeah, like so bad. you, you build it up where you're like, oh, if I'm just like strong enough to battle it out, then that's going to be success. Like I'm stronger than everybody else. Cause I can just put up with more bullshit than everybody else. There's a time to cut and run, you know, and, and like Mm -hmm. fail. And maybe we can get into this, but this is like the failing fast thing. That's a whole nother part of this conversation. But, um, I think that's my question though. It's like, like, this is actually a question I've asked myself, just like being 100% transparent because that's what this is about today. But it's like, that's a question that I consistently ask myself. And I think, you know, we, we help people do get their core values. And I think that helps and having your vision and your mission helps, but like, it's still, there's still this like tactical piece 
where it becomes very like there's just so much gray area if you're not like totally 100% connected. And I think this is something you and I talked about. It's like, man, like where is it? Um, where, where are you just signing up for like the stress? You're like, man, stress and hard. It's going to grow the muscle. And like, I'm so pumped about that. And you can like stay in the game and you're like, yeah, like I'm doing it. I'm not giving up. I'm in the game. I'm in the fight. But like where, and I think like this was a question at one point, like what is the difference between misery and hard or like that, like, like being miserable and just like staying in the hard. And we've talked a little bit about that, but I think that like, and there is a difference there, but the bigger question for me, I think over the last year and probably my entire life at this point is like, when is it the right kind of hard? Like, when is it the right hard? Like every, I love burpees, everybody else. I'm like, give me burpees all day long. Everyone else that I ever work out with, they're like burpees. And I'm like, give me the burpees. I'm like, I love it. It's like full body. You get your heart rate pumped up. Like there's something so freaking annoying about burpees. And also if you just did burpees every day, you would be way more fit than you are today in like six months. You would, it would change unless you do them often. And I love them because I have done done them often. Like that was always my claim to fame. I could like out burpee anyone. Not really great at pull-ups. So that's probably the heart I should be leaning into because that's never been <laughs> my ability. But I think that like, but that's the point, right? Like we always do the thing we, that comes easier and is it easier or is it more enjoyable. And that's something I even struggle with. Like people are like, I hate running. I'm going to run a race. And I'm like, there's so many ways to move your body. If you hate running, why are you going to do that? And it's like, when is the answer? Yes. Do the hard thing and like lean in. And how do you make that decision to be like, literally you could pick anything else. If you like to cycle, if you like to dance, if you like to like, like any, just choose anything you like, and it'll probably be a better experience. But if you're like, I want to be a better runner, it's like, that's like, to me, that's the heart. I'm just like, or that's the place I think I get stuck. So many people get stuck because over the last year, to go back to your question, over the last year, I should have given up. I am like specifically in relationships. I should have said, no, like this is not the relationship for me. I don't need to be in this relationship, but I'm like, oh, we're still in the game. We're having the hard conversations. And then I realized at the end of the year, and honestly, because probably because of our relationship and like a couple key relationships that I have that I'm like, it's just not hard. It just works. And I don't even have to try at it. And it's fun and it's enjoyable. And like, I actually like, yeah, we do hard shit together, but like it, it's not bad. It's not hard to, to do relationship with the right people. And it totally reframed success and failure. I was like, I'm still in the game, having hard conversations. We're still in it. And then at the end of this year, I'm like, damn it. It paid off with a zero return because it wasn't the right relationship. And at that point, hard did become miserable. And I should have gave up in March. I should have gave up and tapped out in March. And yet I pulled it through the end of the year and then watched everything freaking crumble. And I'm like, for what? Like there was zero return. And that's so frustrating, specifically in business. Like, why do we do that to ourselves? Well, if I go back to myself, I'm like, I did it because I didn't want to give up. And I'm like, oh no, we can make this work. And I think sometimes we just have, when we're I always call it catchphrase. You have to know your catchphrases. Like if I would have been aware of my catchphrases, I would have been like, oh, I'm saying that a lot. I should probably catch myself and reframe and make a change. Like now you're on fire. You're using your catchphrase. Freaking shut that shit down. But no, I just kept powering through. Not going to tap out. Still having hard conversations not failure. So I think part of it too starts with like defining what success and failure is. And I'm going to get real woo woo for a second. I'm going to go all fluff, Taylor. Taylor loves my fluff. (laughs) Um, I think you have to understand how you want to feel. Like if I would have just stopped at the beginning of this year and been like, how do I want to feel in relationship? How do I want to feel in relationship? And how do I want to be able to show up for a relationship? And how do I want people to show up 
for me on our evaluation sheet, we have a great question. It's called how, what's a 10 look like from a, a perspective of others supporting you? Super good at supporting others, but like the other way around, not so much. If I would have just connected to that one question on our evaluation sheet, I would have pulled the plug in March, not in November, December. So I think that that's, for me, that's what this year brought. It was like, ah, tap out quick. Like, be aware, understand where failure is and just call it, like, just call it failure, just tap out. And then failure almost, I think at that point, like becomes success. Like actually, maybe that's where it is. And this is real time processing, but maybe success for me this year is being able to like stop and give things up, prune. Like it's actually letting go faster and not having to stay in the fight. I think that's actually how I should be or like want to reframe success this year is having the ability to give up and let things go when they're not working and when they're not enjoyable and when they're the not the right kind of like stress and hard. I just need to like give it up. That's actually a reframe for success this year. So I think I think maybe it starts with that. It's like define success because if success means that you're actually doing the things that you care about and you're making the impact that you want to make with who you want to make them, well, that means that you have to prune people faster this year, Christine. That's actually what it means. And I hate that. I hate that so much. But I also hate maybe even a little bit more getting to the end of the year and having a zero return on all of my investment. That sucks even more. So yeah, that's what mm-hmm. it's looked like. And real-time processing because we're just barely into January. So, you know, but if we don't have all of those journeys, then like we're not doing anything big either, right? So what's that look like for you? Like give us real example, Taylor, of what success and failure looked like over this last year. Yeah. Well, I'll go back, you know, as much as I, as much as I often, um, hate the fluffy stuff. It actually is. And I was thinking like, I think it does matter how you feel. Like that's where my, my, my mind went was like, you know, how, um, you know, how, how do you define success and failure? Like, what does it look like in the process? How do you know when to pull the plug when to not? I, I think it can't be the sum total of the effort can't be miserable. Right. I think it matters like how you feel. That's the difference between like misery and being hard. It's, it should be hard. Um, it should not be miserable. Right. Like, and, and people ask me that all the time and, you know, they're like, Oh, like, you know, you're running multiple businesses and that like, how, you know, Oh my God, like you can't like, you, you know, you work so much and this, that, and the other. And like, I can honestly answer like, I, this is what I'm meant to do. Like, I love it. Yes. It is hard. Yes. It can be stressful. Yes. Yes. Well, all the things fine. I, this is it. Like, this is my, this is my genius zone. You know, this is where in all of the areas that I get to show up, um, overarchingly, I'm, I'm pumped. Even when, even when I have a shitty day, I like solving those problems. I like, so, you know, I'm not saying that to sound like I have it all sorted out or I've like struck gold and I'm just floating, you know, and everything. But again, like the sum total of that has to be enjoyable. You have to, you have to feel like you're in your zone. Like you find a rhythm from day to day and you, and you have the opportunities to engage in ways that feel fulfilling. Um, and you get to do things that you enjoy. And if, you know, if it just feels miserable, if it feels like a great, even amidst like really, really hard seasons, there should be still days that, that you can highlight as, as, as enjoyable, right? Like I've had so many, so many seasons of my life that have been really, really hard on the business front, on the athlete front, um, 
I still, I still love the process, right? I still knew that that's, and so I think, you know, we get, and that gets that in across the board, we, um, you know, doing hard things has become really romanticized, right? We see that in business. We see that in fitness and it's, you know, I've talked about that a lot on this podcast because I believe in nuance and I believe in context and I believe in the fact that you can't just say like, you're a piece of shit if you don't hustle and wake up at three in the morning, like, you know, like get out of here. Like, you know, hard, hard to what end, right? Hard for what reason? I think we have to, we have to ask ourselves like, why is it hard? And is this hard thing adding value? And, and if the answer is yes, like, great, like do hard things, do whatever it takes. I I think that, that there is value in, really, really committing and going super deep. It's why I don't believe in balance, right? I'm not interested in balance. I'm interested in going super deep into a few things that I give a shit about. That creates an inherently unbalanced life. Totally fine, right? Because what I am doing is I'm going all in on the areas that matter most to me. That means that some areas aren't getting the same attention, that they're unbalanced. Great. Right. I'm not interested in totally giving my attention equally to all that's going to create apathy. Right. It's going to create these areas. You know, it's not going to create excellence through the lens that I define it. Um, And so, like, go go do hard things, but they have to be I mean, they have to be fulfilling. Right. Like it shouldn't be miserable. So. I mean, with that in mind, like with this year, um, yeah, I mean, we've had really, it's been a dynamic, it's been a dynamic year. I'm horrible at perspective, um, which is why exercises and conversations like this are so valuable for me because I, I can't, um, I have a hard time looking back like forward. Great. We're moving uh, we're moving forward. Um, so when I think about this year, I mean, there's a ton that, that's that's happened. Uh, on the success front, um, I mean, there's a few things. Uh, Impact Initiative, which is the company that you and I co-founded, um, we officially launched that last this time last year. It's been it's been like almost exactly a year, plus or minus a few days. Um, like that's wild. I feel like. I mean, it took a long time to build, right? Like we've been in it for longer than that. But the fact that, I mean, we've traveled all over the country, worked with clients all over the world, um, hired for that company, have people that believe in what we're doing and that mission and vision and believe in us as leaders. And we're able to step into that space fully. Like I can't. I can't even like count the successes. Like it's, you know, and there's been, that's a great example though. There's been like, it's brutal, right? To build that and to, to, to launch another business while we both have other businesses and give that thing your full attention, really hard days, late night. We worked weekends nonstop for like a year because that was the only time we had to like build this other thing. Um, again, but like, there was so much value there. Like it never crossed my mind. Well, I should, I should take that back. Of course it crossed my mind. Like there's times when you're like, fuck, I need a day off, right? Like I'm tired, but I just knew it was like, this is like, I'll do whatever it takes. This is worth it. Um, so again, that's that like hard versus I was never miserable. It was hard plenty of times. Right. Um, and not hard because of like what we were building or like, our relationship, but because building it's hard, like doing anything, you know, like starting something from scratch is a hard thing to do. Um, and it's scary and yeah, the list goes on. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's a massive success and really highlights, I think for me, like what it means, what it looks like in practice to do 
hard things in alignment with who I want to be in the world. Um, because what I also didn't do in route to that is lose sight of other things I care about, like my physical health. I have done that in the past, right? So going all in, but in a way that was like supportive of the other areas of my life that I care about. Um, failure. Um, yeah, I mean, again, the list goes on. <laughs> um, there's no way to, to have success without failure. Um, you know, one of the biggest ones that I've had to grapple with is we've, we've pivoted, um, with TEC, um, to really support coaches and their ability to build impactful relationships with their athletes and grow, um, scalable and revenue, revenue producing coaching businesses. I believe in coaches I believe in coaching as a career and I want to do everything I can to help as many coaches as possible be able to do what they're passionate about and live a life that they're excited about. And part of that is making the money that they deserve. And so TEC, um, TEC's mission is to support those coaches, to, to leverage what we have so that other coaches can deploy that um, to accomplish exactly what I just outlined. That has not always been as crystal clear to me as it is right now. Um, and that clarity really has come in the last year or so. And so one of the, what failure has looked like, or one of the places failure has occurred is um, is recognizing that um, a lot of what TEC had been needed to 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 die. Um, you know, it needed. We weren't serving coaches, and by way of that, we weren't serving the athletes that we work with to the fullest extent of how I believe that we can and know that we can by doing business the way we were doing in the past, which was not supporting coaches, which was not working with coaches that were owner minded, that were ready to build, that were excited to grow. Um, and it has nothing to do with the quality of people that were, that were involved with TEC in the past. It has nothing to do with my commitment and belief in those individuals. I would still do anything for those people, but the real fact of the matter is, is that that wasn't taking us where we needed to go. And it was shortchanging our ability as a, as an organization to support people in the way that I, that I know that we can and really should like in terms of feel a responsibility to support those people. And so we had to pivot. And what that meant was basically an entire overhaul of the company. Um, and to admit that what I had spent six or seven years building was not going to work, um, was a massive failure, right? It just was, it, it didn't work. And I'm okay with that. Like I, 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 I think it's important to, to call it what it is. Had I continued down that path, it was not going to work. Um, and, and that is failure and that's okay. What all of those experiences allowed me to do cumulatively over those several years was to be crystal clear on what is going to work and what I believe in. And so, I mean, that's a dynamic process. It's a dynamic experience. It's scary. It's hard. So much self-doubt. Um, but again, even in those moments months where i was like holy shit you know like what what are we doing um is is this the right move um i knew like i was i knew i knew that it was still the right decision you know I, and and i enjoyed those hard 
conversations in the sense that, you know, I may not have enjoyed them in the moment, but I knew that that having them and making those hard decisions was ultimately going to take me where I wanted to go and help me be the person that I want to be. Um, and so, yeah, massively dynamic year. The amount of, um, yeah, I mean, just the amount of like experiences. And I mean, it literally is like, you know, I don't know if you've heard the adage, like, 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag, you know, it's like, um, it feels like we, uh, in a, in a good way, but I mean, we crammed a lot into a year. I mean, it's just, it's wild to think about all of the moving pieces, all of the failure, um, and all of the success. And, um, but again, that, I think a place where people struggle and where I hope to help people arrive at is that despite all of that, and it was like some, I just want to be clear, like it was some real uh, dark months. Like it, it was hard, um, even with a lot of other really good things going on. And I just highlight that because I can sit here today and genuinely be fired up for the year to come, knowing that the likelihood of similar things playing out is really good. Like, right, like that's fine. Like, so I think where people, you know, where people get is they're not, they, they like, you know, they hold on to like trauma, right? Almost from like failure and all the, and they get and they're like, I can't do it anymore. Like, I can't, you know, if I set goals, like, I'm just going to get punched in the face. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think we almost have to, or not almost, we have to get to a place where we're excited to get punched in the face because we recognize the value in the resiliency and the opportunity that creates for us to understand like who we are in the world and how we get to show up and how, you know, like you, I don't know, you know, like hard Hard, hard times create, what's the saying? I forget the, I'm uh, going to misquote it. Yeah, hard times create strong people. Easy times create weak people. Right. Like there's right. there's some other steps in there, um, but those are the two wins. Yeah, yeah, right. So, yeah, that's my, I don't know, I think that it's it's interesting to reflect now given given my experience over the past year and in, in years previous, I mean, you know, if I go back, like literally every year, you're like, I mean, there's examples of that. Um, so, so yeah. So with, with that, what, what's the question I want to ask? Is it, I guess I want, Maybe we like unpack the hard versus miserable. Like that's what's keeping people from getting excited is they think it's going to be miserable or maybe it is going to be miserable. Like maybe they're right. You know, maybe with the way that they're pursuing these things, it, it's, it sucks. Um, so how do, how do we, or how have you gotten where that hard is valuable, but you don't have to engage with the miserable I'm going to say as much. I think there's doses of that. Like, I, you know, I don't want to say like I'm some Zen master, like floating, like, you know, there's fucking like, I mean, of course, like some days fucking suck. Like, you know, whatever. Um, I, I think I mean, they're miserable, yeah. but like you got to, you can get over that. Right. Like, I think that's also a good point is like, it's the pivot around that. You're like, whew, okay, that was brutal. That was a tough run. Let's get back to center here. Let's recognize how I can get away from this miserable and get back to, engaging in hard things that are enjoyable that I actually like. Well, remember, like, I don't, I, I don't remember when we had this conversation or where it got posted. So maybe it was the podcast, maybe it was the episode that got messed up. I don't really know. But anyways, the like point of hard versus miserable and what we landed on was that hard is for something greater that you truly believe in. Like there is that, there is that return on investment, right? There is that return that we get to the end of that 
it's like type type two fun. Miss Lindsay um, always talks about that. Like it's like type two fun. And so many people, I don't think even know what that term is. And it's like, no, it's a type of fun that you're like, I actually am probably going to be highly uncomfortable in this process. And yet it's going to be totally worth it because when you're standing at the end of a fight and your face is like bloody and I have been there. I used, I used to be in kickboxing. I was competitive long ago, like before I had kids long time. Um, there's something so gratifying about like just standing there and, and like getting through the fight or like, I think a better version of that that most people can understand is a hard hike or like experiencing something where you get to the end, you're like, that was so worth it or labor. Like I'm a mom. I'm going to go there. Like labor, you're like, so many people are like, you don't even quite remember the pain of it. And I think there's something so amazing about that. But when you get to the end of it and you're like, actually nothing, I, I didn't win the race. I didn't, I didn't get through the race. I broke my ankle. I didn't get to the top of the mountain. I fought for years and my marriage didn't last. Like, I think those are the moments where like, that's misery. You get to the end of it and you're like, it was for nothing. Unless you can look at it. And that that's really where looking back, you're like, I'm not good at perspective. And I was just listening to you talk about this year. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not good at perspective either. And I don't think most of us are. Um, but we really do it. Like if you have not sat down and looked at the year, then that's a must. You have to sit down and you have to remind yourself. Like I laugh every time I think about it. We And we're getting ready to do our, our like look back, no BS look back workshop tomorrow. Um, but it's like every time I do that and there's a moment where we like give you a way to like unpack and actually look back at the year. I totally forgot we did a retreat at the beginning of last year and it was amazing. Totally amazing. Totally reframed some things that I was like, hanging on to in a really unhealthy way. I was like, I literally forgot I was there for three days and like set up a whole retreat and like hosted people and the the whole thing. Like, how do you forget that? That's so weird. Right. But our brains really do look for that. And I think that one of the things that I am heartbroken about, absolutely just like, I, it's one of these things that I'm like, I can't not continue to fight this fight is the fact that we don't, we just stop with trauma. And this is probably going to be a very unpopular opinion, but I don't care because it's literally taking people's lives, but we're telling people this awful lie that life doesn't need to be hard and that you should always feel accepted and you should always feel embraced and you should always feel good and you should be happy. And that's bullshit. Like that is actually the biggest lie that we're telling our youth and our society. I when I remember when I first got into purpose work and I'm like, oh, purpose is going to be easier. No, it's not because now you understand what you care about. And so all of a sudden, all of the things that don't match up to that, you hate in your life. You're like, why did I build this life? And all of a sudden you realize you have to like unplug yourself and start ripping pieces off of your life because you built a life that you didn't even like. I remember literally selling a business. I'm questioning my marriage, like all of these things, all of the sudden I went, I don't even like any of this. I got to completely recreate my life. And so I walked in going, oh, purpose, I'm going to find my purpose and it's going to be, it's going to be easier. I'm like, mm, that's not what I found. I found my purpose in a lot of ways. I think we're always discovering who we are and the pur purpose we hold, but I have a really good understanding of it. And that understanding actually led to more pain and trauma. And I think we've labeled trauma. Like someone was like, you can't say you process trauma. And I'm like, the hell I can't. I'm like, come after me. Like I will not sit and let someone sit in their trauma because I'm afraid to talk about trauma because I'm not a licensed blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, like, yes, honor licensing. I'm totally for that. I'm not trying to do things that I'm not, you know, licensed to do. But at the end of the day, we experience trauma and that's not something that's new to this world. You just don't have to wake up tomorrow and go get your food and be chased by the same lion that chased you to the, today literally. And so we just go, I'm not doing it anymore. It's too hard. I'm not going to do it again. Where 200, 500 years ago, whatever, insert time, you literally had to go farm or you literally had to go do the thing or you didn't eat. And we just, we just stopped. We're like, mm, I'll drive for Uber. I'm, 
I'm not going to do that because I know I'm called to be a speaker. I know I'm meant to do this thing. I know I'm meant to open this business, but actually it's not comfortable. So I'm going to go sit in my car by myself and I'm going to be comfortable because I don't want to experience trauma. I'm traumatized and I have PTSD and all of those things are very real. I have struggled with them. I have, I have extreme trauma in my life, abuse, all the things. And you can still get up and you can still hit the ground and you can still forge forward because you can do hard things, but they have to be the right hard things. Because if there's no return, it is misery. But I think there's that, again, there's that pendulum that we just get stuck in, myself included. But it's like we get stuck and we're like, we're just not going to do it because it's hard. And I'm like, life isn't, it shouldn't be easier. It actually should not be easier. If it's easier doing it wrong. Like you got to push yourself out into the uncomfortable past your comfort zone or you're not living life. And that's, I think those are the two things, Taylor. It's like, you have to have the ability to like actually go, I'm going to do this hard thing and I'm going to be traumatized. I'm going to experience stress and trauma and it's going to be hard. And I know why I'm doing it. So I'm going to continue to move forward until I have different information. And then having that ability and the people around you and the tools and the systems around you to actually have the perspective, I think is exactly what we need. But we just have, we've stopped. And so that we've stopped and then, or we've stopped taking in perspective and putting people around us, right? So I think that there's like, if there is, um, there's a lot of gray area around that. But I think that we just have to go in with the mindset knowing that we're going to be traumatized. We're going to do like, we're going to hate the process sometimes and we're going to choose to get up and keep doing it. That being said, you have to have those mechanisms around you to make sure that you are taking the data because hard can turn into miserable very fast. Like there is actually a very fine line between there's going to be a return on this and there's no return. Therefore it's miserable. Right? So I know I just said a lot there, but like that honestly, as you can probably hear, is like something that I'm so passionate about because I myself has stopped so many times and just said, I'm not going to do relationship anymore because I've been hurt and I have been hurt. I've been really hurt physically, emotionally, all the things. And I have, and I have every right to do that. And if I would have done that, I would have never had another family. I would have never been able to build a partnership with you. Like there's so many things in my life that are so, so, so good that I just wouldn't have because I'm like, nope, I'm good. Been there, done that, didn't work. I'm done. Not trying that again, not opening up myself again. And I think that going into this year, I've seen so many leaders that have that perspective. They're like, I have done that. I'm not doing it again. So I'm going to pick the easy, the comfortable, the complacent. I don't want it anymore. And so I think there's just an opportunity to give people both sides, right? To like give people tools to heal, give people tools to understand themselves and give people tools to like go and take that data so that we can continue to reframe and stay in the fight because it it actually, it's not good, right? When we just give up, that's true failure. And I don't just mean give up on one thing, but you just won't try again. I think that's where we like really see failure just destroy is when we're just like, I'm not doing it again. I'm giving up and I'm not doing it again because I'm just too hurt. So I don't know. I don't know if I answered your question, but that was my, that's my like, <laughs> and I'm standing on it. Well, no, that's a, I think that's a beautiful place to, to, to tie it all together. Honestly, it's just like hard hard has an ROI. I think at the end of the day, like it's, it's, you know, and you, you said that like hard, hard has a return. Um, like misery doesn't, you know, and if you're in a place where you're, there's no, if you're setting goals and you're trudging through, and even like right now, if you're at the onset of the year and you've set goals and you're, you're putting, you know, and like every day this year has felt like there's no ROI, there's no return, you know, and that can be, mentally, physically, financially, um, wherever, like you should already be seeing some ROI right now. It doesn't mean maybe not from a revenue perspective necessarily, but in how you feel or who's around you or the conversation, like there's, there should be some return there. Um, and I think that's a good indicator that 
that it's hard and it's hard for good reason and it's hard in the right direction versus uh, versus miserable. So, um, yeah, this is great. Hopefully this uh, this helps everyone. Um, yeah. And I don't know, we could go on and on, but I think that's a really strong place to to wrap it up. So thanks for getting on your soapbox, Christine. <laughs> you can count on it.